Hey, what's up? This is Pastor with No Answers, and uh, we are closing uh, the final chapter on Pastor with No Answers, and that kind of starts today. Uh, we'll be using this same uh, podcast stream uh, to put some things on there for those of you that want to follow uh, what my brother and I have been doing with Pastor with No Answers, uh, but there has been some changes, and I talked about it uh, a little bit already, uh, but I will talk about it some more. So this podcast is actually going to be uh, brought in harmony with our BC Club podcast. So basically, I will be continuing to make the Pastor With No Answers type content, uh, but it will be reeled in with Bad Christian uh, Club podcast. The reason why I want to do that is I'm just trying to condense my efforts. I got my hands in so many pots, and this just feels better. It feels like more constructive way of using my time. And given that Bad Christian seems to be the most effective thing that we're doing entertainment-wise or uh, movement-wise or whatever you want to call it, I would like for my efforts to be invested in that. Part of the... Uh, so so as far as people that have access to this, this content, that will be BC Clubbers and you guys that have been listening for a long time, uh, I really need you to go to... Uh, the Pastor with No Answers Facebook page. I think it's past. I think it's facebook.com slash BC Pastor. Um, but go, you can type in Pastor with No Answers, I'm sure. But go to that page and like it if you are wanting to continue listening to this sort of content, but you have no plans on joining the Bad Christian Podcast uh, Club. And that way you can keep up with this stuff too. I don't want you to have to pay for a podcast that you've all, always been listening to for free. But I want to keep this stream, this Pastor with No Answers stream up as well because I've got some big, big things developing soon uh, that I want to keep you guys up to speed with. Uh, no one has heard anything about it, and uh, it is a project that is going on, and I want to be able to slowly but surely tell you guys about it. So I will be keeping this uh, podcast feed going, and that can be kind of a central hub for you to keep up with what I'm doing, uh, keep up with, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll just say it again, keep up with what I'm doing. All right, so love you guys, and uh, got a few things that I want to talk about to you, and I'm curious about your thoughts, so connect with me on Facebook, uh, email me, I uh, would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, and you'll hear this challenge at the end, but I do want you to uh, try to uh, circulate it a little bit and start some conversations and find someone for me uh, who would be really good to talk to about this sort of thing, and hope you have a good week. What is up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing well. Hey, this this particular episode isn't something I would have done back in the day. Um, I have, I guess because I've put a lot of pride into trying not to be divisive, <laughs> believe it or not. Some of you who listen to the Bad Christian Podcast, you're probably like, wow, you really suck at that. <laughs> you need some strategy, given the controversial nature of the podcast and everything. But anyway, I'm changing, man. I'm getting older. I feel like uh, this... This podcast episode, which is a monologue, by the way, so if you don't like my voice, turn it off. I feel like this this sort of episode is an attempt to actually figure out our disunity problem, not not being more divisive. And <laughs> I was thinking the other day how getting old feels to me. 
If you've ever been to an amusement park, which I'm sure most of you have, and you get in that super, super long line where you can only see, oh, a quarter of the line or half of the line, you can't even see where people are getting on the ride or anything. And then you go around a corner or something and it's all new. There is a completely different crowd of people. But And so you realize, man, I'm I'm that much closer. Like I've got new scenery, but then part of that new scenery is a lot of people. And so you realize, oh gosh, even though this is like a new area of waiting, there's still a lot of waiting. That's kind of how I feel about getting old. It's like I've moved beyond a certain uh, place in life. And and now I see kind of like, oh gosh, it's almost like I feel like, oh, I got to get ready. <laughs> got to get ready. People are... <laughs> like I'm on my way down. I am on my way down. I'm about to get onto the roller coaster of death, but I still got a, I still got a little ways, but I do feel like I've turned the corner and I'm kind of in a different season of life. I don't know if that makes sense, but I want to, uh, uh, as you could see from the title, I want to address the evangelical crowd. Who am I to address the evangelical crowd? I don't know, but that's part of getting old too. I don't care really to, so to the best of my knowledge, especially those in this crowd who I've interacted with, most ex-evangelicals are just that. They used to resonate, or at least they tried to, uh, they used to resonate with evangelicalism and have now shifted to what people would see, oh, more of a progressive form of faith or heresy. They would see it as that. Uh, Some have turned from faith altogether. And I I want to talk to those who claim Jesus as the one whom they are trying to follow and emulate. So, and, and when I said they still claim that, I didn't mean to insinuate that they're insincere about their desire to be more like Jesus or anything like that. I feel I'm sincere, but if, if you saw me behind the scenes, you, you would doubt my sincerity as well. So, uh, but about this ex-evangelical and following Jesus crowd, you can't take the actions, uh, so I'm I'm talking to you guys, (laughs) you can't take the actions of a few and apply to the whole bunch. So I'm talking about your disdain for Christians. Like you take actions that you see from Pat Robertson, for instance, and then you just say stuff about evangelicals in general. And And I get it. That's human nature. We all do that sometimes, but you just can't, you gotta, you gotta try not to um, there's bright moments amongst you folks. I actually really appreciate what many of you have brought to the table. Many of you helping me personally, like I'm, I'm your student. I'm reading your books. I am hearing you out. Uh, so even though I'm using exvangelical to represent the whole lump sum, I'm assuming, you know, anything along these lines is uh, hyperbolic. I, I think a lot of what this crowd has researched, discovered, and found through their relationship with God is super needed, and personally, I feel uh, it's a part of God's plan. But just like amongst evangelical Christians, there are some really, really consistently bad examples of ex-evangelicals, and that's the point of, of this little talk. I have a lot of questions, and I want to talk to you, but many of you refuse to even associate with me. Here's a few things that have happened to me recently, like in the last couple of years. I've I've apologized to, I'm going to call you guys ex-evans. There you go. I've, I may be an ex-evan, by the way. I've apologized to an ex-evan uh, by direct message on Twitter, only to get further blasted publicly and never responded to my DM. Um, 
I actually was calling him something uh, different than uh, his Twitter profile as far as his uh, sexual identity. And, and it, I kept saying, I kept calling him a man. And I really, I did it twice in a row. It's some, I guess it's somewhat uh, comical to think that I could be that stupid and do the mis same mistake twice in a row. Uh, but I did feel bad and I apologized uh, publicly and privately. I've had cordial Twitter reactions with another person. And then months later, when I talked to this person as a Twitter friend, so to speak, I was basically told, I don't know you. Not those same words, but basically. Uh, I've had folks in this crowd, and some of these are, are even seen as leaders amongst the folks in this crowd. And some folks have taken, I, I've, some of these folks have taken the initiative to heckle bad, bad Christian podcasts out of nowhere. It's crazy. Here we are busting our asses to get guests to our conference, uh, and most of them that are on top of our list are women. <clears throat> as, as we're still new at this whole conference thing, maybe we started too late, but many ladies were super excited about the opportunity, uh, but because of schedule conflicts and being out of our price range, to the best of my knowledge, we only have two women participants, one non-heterosexual uh, speaker and I think one non-white and yet someone sought us out, unprovoked, or I, I guess provoked by our conference lineup, to tell us how messed up we are for having so many white, straight men. Okay, I, I, get, I get the frustration, uh, but then some of the horrible, horrible, demeaning words that were used to describe that, I was just like, what, what are you talking about? We, we do have diversity. It's just not as much as you like. I have a personal friend in college. I actually used to have a big crush on her. And I think I really, I, I've always liked her. I've always found her personality very, very fun to be around. We've lost contact over the years, kind of reconnected on Twitter. And, uh, when some controversial stuff was going on with Bad Christian, uh, she she said something publicly on Twitter. A lot of this stuff is about Twitter. It's funny. She said something publicly, and I reached out to her uh, privately, and I said, "Hey, you and I are friends for crying out loud. Let's. Uh, I totally understand what this looks like and what people are saying. Can you and I talk? Can we actually uh, talk?" Cause I, I mean, you know me. Let's let's talk this out, and we may not disagree. We may not end up agreeing with each other, but let's still talk it out. And I, uh, I sent her an email of how I would want the conversation to be. I invited her on a podcast. Say, hey, let's let's. Uh, why don't we do a podcast episode together? You know, after after we uh, talk. Zero response. Now, this person could have easily said, "Yes, I'm not interested," but instead. Uh, completely blown off. That that's their prerogative, and I'm not even mad at this person. Um, I've learned to not let these sort of things bother me, like the kind of stuff that goes on Twitter. But what bothers me is that so many people, including those within this group, are convinced that this is the best way of following Jesus. And I, I just simply want to say, no, it's not. Now, please know this: I, I ain't doing it too much better. I have a plank in my eye. But I do feel like I'm talking about your plank too, not a speck. So I've got the plank, you've got the plank. But most of the time, I want to talk to you about this. I'm basically told 
again, not using these exact words, but you aren't exactly like me and I'm not going to hear you out nor serve you in any way because the small parts in which we disagree makes you a really bad, hurtful, abusive, dangerous person. I'm like, what in the world? These folks' approach to faith and love doesn't include loving your enemies. I said hello to you on Twitter, and you said I was angry and promote violence. And for some reason, I've never seen anything like this, except for maybe evangelical Christian culture. People just follow you and think that your approach to Christian faith is on the money. Now, I don't think I'm a higher caliber person than you. Uh, you guys honestly probably do more than I do, more good out there, but I do think I have a higher caliber, higher caliber love than you. Maybe that's a prideful thing to say and, uh, sorry, God, (laughs) uh, but I, I love you guys. Uh, we don't understand one another, but I want to try to understand you and I don't feel like you, you want to try. Uh, I don't mind saying I have a higher caliber, uh, love. Honestly, I don't mind saying I know two plus two equals four. To the person who says it's five. If you think you're enlightened, it is your responsibility to figure a way to change people's hearts. If, if you're a public figure and, and that's what you want to do and you're enlightened, then aren't, isn't, aren't you supposed to be trying to help other people? Like you, you say you want justice and, and you say you want equality and the only way you can do that is by persuading people your side, which honestly... I think is uh, a lot right, uh, but what you're doing isn't working. The side you're trying to reach, uh, they're not doing any better, but you think you're better than them. You keep screaming louder, but it's still not working. So it seems like if your agenda was to help people and bring equality, you would do something different. Uh, speak love and acceptance of all for beginners. Y- your <sighs> But you're enlightened beyond us. It seems, it seems like that's what you think. You're enlightened beyond all of us. So love beyond all of us, too. Uh, but you seem to be content with your voice being heard as is. And it's not working, though, <laughs> as is. If you're trying to do good by changing people's mind, can you have a different tone and voice and perhaps temper things, try to do something different to make your voice more efficient. Right now, only your crew is listening. It seems like you want people to believe you are using uh, your voice for the cause of equality, but it seems as if you are using the cause of equality to boost your voice. That's a horrible thing to say, but I don't know what else to think given your actions. You say you're following Jesus, but please know the way you navigate your life amongst folks who you disagree uh, with is is nothing how Jesus would have done. Maybe think about the woman at the well. Uh, you and evangelical Christians could learn a lot from this, honestly. Uh, surprisingly enough, at least most of the Christians that I know and hang out with who still claim evangelicalism do a better job <laughs> than you when it comes to fellowship with those who are different. Again, these are, uh, you know, that's a small group of people, but these are people that I rub shoulders with. But you do a lot of good. I mean, I, I'm not joking. I, it's an, you guys have an important voice, but you've forgotten something super important. Even racism, hatred, and homophobia, although so hard for me to stomach as well, are prisons of sin for people. Sin isn't good for people, remember? But I don't hear anything 
from you like, Father, forgive them, for they've known not what they've done. I think Martin Luther King Jr. was really close, if not right there, in who he and, and how he understood love. I mean, lynching people, but he still knew that love was the only way. A, a, a group of white men beating up a little boy to death who innocently flirted with a white woman, but loved them? I mean, I, I'd get all teary-eyed even thinking about it. Look up Reginald Denny, a white truck driver who was beaten almost to death by some black males during the L.A. riots back in 92. Uh, the, the biggest message that he wanted to get across to those young men and their families is that he forgives them. Look up the Charleston shooting and hear African Americans speak love and forgiveness towards their towards the white supremacists who shot them. I mean, they're in agony having to say goodbye to loved ones as a result of such a pointless evil act. But I think they access something that you and I need to access, and that's a supernatural ability to love the most unlovable. It just seems as if you have forfeited the challenge of loving your enemies. Since they are hateful, you get to be hateful to them. Since they are hypocritical, you get to have a piece of that hypocrisy too by choosing to not love your enemies. Exactly what Jesus said to do. Now, as long as you keep this up, you'll always just be a movement that is always distinct from what Jesus was up to. And there's a lot of organizations that do a lot of good and don't care about loving your enemies. Now, I'm not saying you're not a part of the church. I'm just saying your agenda and what you are all about and what you are saying, it does seem to be pretty distinct from what Jesus was doing. Now, you're a little screwy, though, because you're claiming a faith that claims such radical love, and yet you don't seem to try to do this. Now, uh, I pray that I will patiently be gracious over time, and hopefully hopefully you'll see this disconnect, but a good first step for you to decide today that you are going to try and love everybody. If you forgot what that looks like, read 1 Corinthians 13, maybe. Some good reminders that I need to read often. It, it's so clear that no matter how good intentions are, when you get people together, I mean, it's crazy. You bring people together, and soon enough, there'll always be ugly stuff that comes out. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what time period you exist in. So may God teach us all the secret invincible gift of love. And those who feel as if their actions are motivated by love when in reality they should be singing, what's love got to do with it? I would just ask you maybe to ask God if you're a little bit off in how you are approaching things. And that's my desire. Now, it is my desire. I, I, I really, uh, I mean, there's no way to say this without trying to sound like I'm trying to get numbers. Uh, and sure, I mean, I would love to get a... I'd love to have more traffic, more numbers, more all of that stuff, but I that's really I don't really care about that especially with what I'm about to say. I'm afraid that I may be talking to uh my crew, people that see eye to eye with me. Now, thankfully, a lot of our audience uh, it has not been the case. You've got people extreme uh evangelical all the way to exvangelical to atheist and and all of that stuff. That seems to be the case. Hopefully that's the case with this little talk, but I would love uh for those of you that this resonates uh with, you know, if it really does resonate, maybe you heard something you're like, "Man, I, I really like how he said that" or "I really like how that was worded." Whatever. I would love 
for you uh, to pass this around, especially with your friends that may not agree or feel the same way, uh, have a discussion. And honestly, I want to, I want to talk to people that uh, would vehemently disagree with what I just said. So if you find someone who is good at talking and uh, somewhat fun to talk to as well. I would love to hear about it. All right. Well, you guys, thank you and uh, love you. And uh, we'll, we'll have a few more things coming up in the next month. We'll, we'll still be hitting this weekly. It's just going to look a little bit different. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.